Yeah, I've been uh, looking at uh, James Baldwin documentary, and I've always admired James Baldwin. I mean, we learned about you know some of his letters in school. But oddly enough, it was his mention on a Nas on a Nas track that really made me dive into to his work, as well as other people. You know, Nas is just really poignant like that. And I think. I resonate with James Baldwin so much because his words are still true to this day. You know, um, a lot of young black men wind up dropping out from high school or not going to college, not, you know, chasing that higher education. And when I talk to the ones who did and are successful, I mean, because there are plenty who didn't, you know, for a number of reasons. When I talk to the ones who, you know, graduated high school, didn't go to college and are successful, when you listen to uh, these, you know, documentaries, these sit-down talks, TED Talks, these people who took the unpopular path, the un-American dream, and they're now successful, you hear the same kind of recurring uh, feel. They don't have to say it. You can see it and what they say. They knew that they are as good as they are until they become better, until they decide to be better. So, knowing that, and knowing the country in which we live, How much more can they teach? And honestly, do you really want what they have to teach? These people, usually by the time they're, and I've been seeing it a lot lately, they'll get honorary degrees from colleges. Meaning, they were right. They didn't have to go. They knew it already. It was not, they taught themselves. Scholarly academics with no education. Yeah, so George Floyd and all of this bo- this, this this brutality uh, of police and just the American government and their systematic oppression of people of color in general, but the murdering of black people and the systematic oppression, the keeping down of said black people. Yeah. You know, it's it's really it's really uncanny that you know people. It, it even had to come to this for people to see it. You know. Right. 
you know, when you live in, in even people that live in, in, you know, neighborhoods or communities where there aren't many people of color, you know, just hearing what people are saying about an entire race of, of folk, you know, and seeing like, yo, they don't ever see these people. They don't, you know, how you know, and, and I've had I've had friends, you know, friends and co-workers even, you know, you know, man, I lived in a real racist town and they would always talk about, you know, black people were this and black people were that and Mexicans were this and, you know, Asians were that. And, you know, my whole life I grew up believing this stuff until like one day I was like 15 and was looking around and didn't see one person that wasn't white. Yeah. And thought to myself, well, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> You've been here 15 years. I've never seen you leave. And there's, <laughs> and there's nobody of another race here. So how do you know what right. these people are like? Right. And you get folks that go to the military. Some of them, they come back with a little bit more appreciation for the other side. You know what? They all just trying to survive like us. Right. And then you get some that get more radicalized. And it's also like that absent uh, testimony or whatnot of militant personnel or whatnot that actually sees like basically the other side fighting for justice or whatnot that goes unspoken to like our government because basically our government is doing corrupt stuff. You know what I'm saying? These people you know what I'm saying, country. So, a lot of people don't know about that. Like, like for instance, or whatnot, when uh, when the stuff went uh, on with like Saddam Hussein and uh, Bin Laden or whatnot, people, you know, was calling them insurgents and saying they don't trust Arabs just because so you know so called or whatever they ran a plane into a building. But it's just like, who knows the real story? You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. Because, because you know, like think about it. Let's go brass tacks, and this stuff is declassified, so we can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one sec. Uh -huh. So, Osama bin Laden and his cohorts uh -huh. were being courted, and by courted, I mean. Uh, damn near forcefully recruited uh, into constricted service with Russia. Hmm. That's funny. Okay. Uh, the United States saw this and had a relationship with, uh, you know, other players in the Middle East. So they're like, listen, we can't let Russia get a foothold here. We have to prevent that. So right. what they did was they conscripted a segment, the you know, uh, uh, Al Qaeda, yeah. to pretty much fight the Russian insurgency. Huh. That shit done went out again. Can't uh, light a word. Let me see again. <laughs> so you know, now you have these guys that are trained by U.S. military special ops. They're trained by special ops. They're given weapons by the Russians, uh, Klishnikovs, AK-47s. Yeah. That's where they got the weapons. The U.S. trained them to then fight the Russians and drive them out of the Middle East. Yeah. Right? At that time, Osama bin Laden told his people, and you've seen those videos, we're going to have to drive out the American infidel as well. Yeah. How you going to use one oppressor? Now, America, known to be an oppressive country. Thank you. Thank you. Going to come in and help us drive out another oppressor? Just because they don't they don't want them to have one up over them. You know, it's crazy. And now, well, then, in the 80s, that's when they were building their strength. Because those wars took families blew up buildings with people in them yeah. who had families, Children, sons, everything. daughters, Innocent. mothers, 
you know, fathers, nephews, nieces, yeah. us uncles. These people want retribution. Yeah. And they'll they'll strap a bomb to their ass. Yeah. Send little kids out there. With because I mean, think about it. If the person that was working in the hospital that y'all blew up is gone and they was making all of the money, how are we gonna survive anyway? You already killed me. You killed me when you killed my my provider. Yeah. And even through the acts, like what you making me do, like you killed, you know, the the moral stature I had for myself. Mm-hmm. Because like you 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 forced me to go against myself and my people. You know. Everything I believe. Everything I believe. I've been forced to 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 think radically. Because yeah. the way I've been thinking doesn't even work for me anymore. My new normal that you've made for me has made me into this monster just to survive. And if you think about it, like, what's going on now, like, what, what I would like people to realize or whatnot is it's almost like they putting the another gun in our hand. They already put guns in our hands to kill each other and, and incriminate ourselves or whatever and bring ourselves down or keep ourselves down. But now they putting the, the smoking gun in our hand as far as like the radicalness that's going on now that was so so to speak give them reason to implement martial law, you know, agenda twenty, you know what I'm saying, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. And this whole, you know, ultimate new world order shit. And it's like, with people going out and uh, protesting, it's like we have to do it a certain way. But even then, if you actually have people who are portraying it in a different way, in a more aggressive way, a more volatile way, then you can't, you can't really speak for yourself and say, like, this is not what we're doing or this is not the reaction that we're trying to get or whatever they'll create it like that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. <clears throat> i'm not exactly sure you know what i'm saying if the stuff was true i wasn't nerd but it's talk about you know what i'm saying like people from the other side like setting it up to make it seem like oh they writing mm -hmm. instead of protesting yeah, you know what i'm yeah, talking about yeah, yeah. and then you might have people who uh you know what I'm saying, at the same time, or influencing, you know what I'm saying, the riot aspect for insurance purposes, mm -hmm. which my brother brought to my attention. He yeah. was like, you had business owners. Out there know, tearing their own stuff up. Right, paying people. Paying folks. Yeah. Setting out bricks to, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. I mean, because think about it. Who's making money right now? It's yeah. definitely not the small business owners. Thank you. Thank you. The small business owners are struggling right now, just like yeah. the rest of the world. The rest of the world is locked up. And what does that influence? Desperateness. Desperateness. You know, not only desperateness, but frustration and stress from that, which will lead to desperate measures in different forms. You know what I'm uh -huh. talking about? Yeah. And at the end of the day, what's really at risk here? Man, us as a people, like, I, I like... I caught, like, a gist of some, some talk about, like, uh outright and uh you know white supremacists feeling like that they are soon to be marginalized and trying to uh work to prevent that and so i think what's at stake is you know what i'm saying our lives you know what i'm saying that's why the black rights black lives you know what i'm saying matter they is so deep because it's just like you know, it was one thing like with the civil rights movement and whatnot, and then even then after that, it being implied that we being stripped of our rights and certain, you know what I'm saying, opportunities and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? But now it's just like it done progressed into people's lives being taken and those people who are doing it being able to get away with it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, what do you think? will help to remedy because I agree with that 100%. I agree that our lives are what's at risk because when I see George Floyd up under this man's knee, I see myself. 
I see my brother, my fathers, my my my, my nephews. Like I see us. I think we it, it it urges us to implement different tactics, such as us implementing uh, you know uh, practices like protocol for like responding to racism in general and police brutality or whatever, such as if you being pulled over, instantly, you know what I'm saying, record, go live to where the, the data is not lost, you know what I'm saying, the evidence is not lost. And then also certain gestures, hands up, non-resisting, you know what I'm saying, practices, not, not, you know, some people would think like, oh, you being weak, you giving in, you submitting or whatever, but nothing like that, you're protecting yourself. And in the event that you are still being gunned down on live or whatnot, it, it leads for more like reactions such as the one from George Floyd taking place, more laws being implemented to prevent this shit from happening. But you know, and, and, and I think the, the frustration comes because it should, you shouldn't even have to go live. The problem is, we have people policing our neighborhoods, our communities, our cities, our states, our federal government who hate, who hate, okay? Uh, think about this for, if you will. You have in every police force across this country, former military, okay? Uh, some of these people, we don't know if they have PTSD. Right, right. We don't know if they have a uh, prejudice against groups of people. But what we do know is that police stations all over this country target blacks yeah. for crimes. And that and that, that taps into another realm of, you know, the situation or whatnot. Like, uh, even if a person doesn't have the PSTD, you know what I'm saying, like, background or the anxiety or whatnot or just like the fear of the situation or whatnot like a lot of blacks due to the history of treatment you know what i'm saying and, and oppression or whatnot have trauma you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like dealing with police right so because, i mean because like, you know yeah. experience is the best teacher yeah and if every time a police officer pulled me over you know you get one that's respectful and treats you like a human person. Right. And you get another one who come over there look like, you know what I mean? He just finished worrying out. Yeah. And it's, I mean, like, and I'm being facetious right now. Yeah. But about a real issue right now. Yeah. I mean, they come over there and immediately start pressing you like you're already guilty. Yeah, I've yeah, had yeah. I've had this instance happen to me, and I was a shopkeep, and called the police because somebody was in my shop, yeah, fucking with my customers, yeah, and it turned on you because of yeah, the because of the hatred, yeah, for no other reason but because yeah. you walked up and it was a black man standing in front of you. Because I don't care what anybody says, the moment you realize that you're black, or if you're not black, the moment you realize that you're not white in America, yeah. You see a look in that person's eyes and the gestures that they make. And you see it in people all the time. Yeah. And you know because they always show their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how Some they treat you yeah. because of your color. Because of your color. People call it a cold stare. Yeah. Oh, they got those cold stares. Yeah. We all know what they are. Yeah. Even white folks know what they are. They see them in the eyes of folks when they talking to black yeah. people. So, yeah. oh my goodness, he never looked at me like that. Right. And I'm like, well, why do you think that is? Yeah. You know, why do you think that is? It is crazy that you say that, like, you know, you said, you know, they approach you like you, you know what I'm saying, already guilty or whatnot. It's the, the, the generality of it is they're approaching you like you're guilty of being black or you're guilty of being colored. And like, you know what I'm saying? This freeway right here, I had an officer pull me over. My, my car was breaking down. I had my hazard lights on. I got to the, you know what I'm saying, like, shoulder. I was trying to exit the freeway. The point in which it broke down, it was no immediate exit. I was getting to the next exit. He pulled me over, aggressive. It's supposedly, like, on body cam and everything. 
I fight it on the court or whatever because he was like I was uh, impeding traffic by going under 45 regardless of my car being breaking you know being in the condition it was and me you know taking preventative measures or whatever like safety measures or whatever having my housing place on or whatever fought it in court he actually was able to lie in court of course you know what I'm saying him and the Lord you know what I'm talking about and make it seem like that I just had been rolled on the freeway, you know what I'm saying, like basically causing the risk of uh, 15 risks, you know what I'm saying, he said five or six or whatever, but like even the video, you know what I'm saying, like was, was, was crazy, it was a setup because he only recorded me from the time that I was on the shoulder to the time I exited being pulled over and then he cut the body cam off. Like he cut the, he showed the dash cam and then he said something was wrong with his body cam. It was just a complete setup. And it was just like, they tried to prove what they did. Like they tried to say in court that I had an opportunity to make an exit beforehand. When like the, ge the, the geography of the, you know what I'm saying, the, road, the stop yeah. or whatever, or the road, like proved otherwise, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, even then, aside from that, like him lying in court, the way he approached me, talking loud to me, crazy and all that stuff or whatever, he was able to get away with it. He probably got a rush out of it, you know what I'm saying? As soon as he realized he seen I was black or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Here's another thing. I was told, I, I'm not exactly sure if it's true because I ain't never worked for law enforcement. I was told that like, when they run your plates or whatever, they basically sizing up if you money or if you work pulling over or whatnot. So they get your whole rundown when they pull up your license plate. You know what I'm saying? What tickets you have, you know what I'm saying? Your, you know, ethnicity and all that stuff or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it was like he sized me up. You know what I'm talking about? And then just in general, everything is a business. These police officers are on their job. You know what I'm saying? So if they doing crooked shit to make money, that's what they doing. And even if it's a personal as uh, matter, they fucking with people who they want to fuck You know what I'm saying? So like, knowing that, it's just like, how can we turn a blind eye to it when we being persecuted and set back? Like, you know what I'm saying? I was affected in so many ways from that situation. But it's just like, you know what I'm saying? The way this shit set up, you know what I'm saying? Without us coming together in numbers and implementing different, you know what I'm saying, laws and statutes that are going against this shit. What can we do? What can, what can I do? Honestly, I, I've, honestly, and this is, I've racked my brain for years about this. You know, because I've always been the type of person to look at a problem and if nothing else, seek a solution. Yeah. Know, not just let the, the problem overtake me. Try to, if nothing else, get myself from a, under the problem or around it. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you can't just like punch through it. Sometimes you got to go around it a couple times, tie it up, you know, and make sure that it's under wraps. You know, the problem just won't die. You know, sometimes problems won't die. This is one of those problems. You know, this is one of those problems that just won't die because, you know, Changing laws and, and, and changing what people are supposed to do is what got us here in the first place. Yeah. You know, when, when they freed the slaves, they implemented Jim Crow. Thank you. You know, Thank you. then, you know, Jim Crow was pretty much out, outlawed in the, in the 60s, but they're still doing it to this very day. Okay. In Mississippi, they lynching people, okay. you know. So, my, and, and this is the only thing that I could think of, the reason why the Black Panther Party was annihilated because it was the future of policing black neighborhoods. Yes, yes, yes. It was the future of policing uh, blacks, policing blacks. And now since blacks are not policing blacks, you have an element in every community, black, white, and otherwise. You have an element in every community that are just murderers. Yeah. You have people that kill. Yeah. And it is what it is. Sometimes they're black, sometimes they're white, sometimes they're Asian. They call them triads. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. whatever. 
know, <laughs> like they, you know, like in all of the movies and all the triads, yeah, they come around killing shit. You know what I mean, but like for real, for real, black on black crime is just as bad as white on white crime. It's just as bad as Asian on Asian crime. You know, people usually kill within their that's race. What, that's what you know, and and you know, talking about black on black crime, that's something that we have to work on within our own communities, within the home structure, okay. and raising these children, and raising these young men and these young women to be better people. And that's 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 the example I was trying to get across to people. Okay, okay, the, the stuff happened in Minnesota or whatnot with George Floyd, but on Mother's Day. If for worth at a park where it was hundreds of people, people of color or whatnot predominantly, uh, were celebrating and you know what I'm saying, gathering or whatnot, and you know, beef, you know, started, you know, somebody like they ended up shooting, you know what I'm saying, into a crowd, you know, and five people were hit, one which was a, a, a young girl. Think like five years old, whatever, like basically like a kid who got shot in the neck. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, she lived and the other four people lived, but nobody got together and protested against we need to clean our communities as far as cleaning people's minds and hearts from what we're doing to ourselves and our communities. But you know, that, that speaks to a deeper problem because that, that shooting, what is that? Man, That's a crime. Yeah. Whose job is it to investigate that crime and catch the perpetrator? The police was there. So, if the police are not doing their job, you see what I'm saying? I'm not a police officer. I don't investigate stuff. You see what I'm saying? I have a voice. I can talk. I can make, you know, gestures. But when it comes to catching criminals, that's their job. But, and that's another thing. Like, I had an incident in college or not there. Along with other incidents, you know what I'm saying, growing up, led me to believe, like, the police don't really want to do nothing about the issues within the, 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 the black community, community or whatnot. Yeah, they want, the, like, they want killers and, and thieves right. and stuff. They want those type of people right. operating in the community. Like, they basically told me, like, if you can get the evidence, you know what I'm saying, then basically, if you can do my detective work for me, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. If you could put the the, the closed case in my hand, but you, you but know what I'm saying. You know why this is though, <sighs> because they don't communicate with the community. They it's come crazy. into the community, and this is the biggest problem. You have people policing my community that don't live in my community. They don't speak to my elderly, so they don't know our past. They don't speak right. to the children, so they don't know our present, and they don't speak to the people in the middle, so they don't know what's happening. They don't know what happened. You see, they, they, they don't know. And then they come into these communities because they get a call. Everybody around gets slammed on the ground. They didn't ask no questions yet. Everybody getting slammed on the ground. Everybody getting cuffed. Everybody getting lined up. Now we're going to start asking some questions. Next week, somebody gets shot down the street. And you come to the same neighborhood, the same fucking police officer, knocking on doors, asking about this murder that happened. You don't even remember this black face that you put on this ground. Right, 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 right. And you standing on his front porch asking him to help you do your job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, common sense would say to me, help his stupid ass solve the murder. Yeah. By doing your job. You can't do that because in the hood, you can't snitch. You can't talk to the cops because what's going to happen? The next time they come to that neighborhood, they're going to forget your face again. Yeah. And you're going to be on that ground right along with the rest of us. I thought you were saying, like, basically help the person of that community by, you know, doing the detective work, the footwork or whatever to help clean the community. That's where the but, Black Panthers came in. But and that's, if it was something for the good, they didn't want that. Like on a different aspect or whatever, Black Wall Street, a community in Denver, Colorado, that was shut down, stomped down. You know what I'm talking about? Like uh, anything that's like basically for the good, you have that, uh, you know, that group that's fueled by the hatred. It's like, nah, we can't have that. 
You know what I'm saying? But that's that's why that's the only that's the only uh, remedy I have for it yeah. is Black Panther Party, and not not just you know it doesn't have to be what it was. It can be something completely different, but I'm using that as a euphemism right, for right, right. blacks policing blacks. Right. All right. Not just segregation, you know, but if there's a black community, you know, if the if the if the community is ninety percent black, the police force should not be ninety percent white. Right. All right. There should be some juxtaposition between the community that's being policed and the police officers in it. You want the people in the community to feel comfortable with their police force. Yeah. To yeah. be able to communicate with them. You want these people to be able to talk to folks. You go to other countries, London, that police don't have guns. Right. The police not running around trying to kill people. Yeah. But because guns are legal here, they have to have them. You see what I'm saying? So, cool, you got your gun. That is not your job. Your job is not to hold on to that damn gun. Your job is to get to know these people in this community so that way you can police it. You can't police a location if you don't know where you at. But see, I think that, you know what I'm saying, that in itself, it, it, like, it speaks of, you know, like the whole, you know, hidden agenda, you know what I'm saying, behind it or whatever. Like, they so sneaky with it, it's like, we can't make it seem like we the ones with the guns killing each other. So let's give y'all guns. Let's make it legal. Let's make the gun rights more lenient. So that way so we can have more guns on the street. So more reason to think that somebody's going to try to shoot you. To make people think yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Because Give me a reason. Right. Because the media has been, you know, used or, you know what I'm talking about, manipulated to influence, you know, and and still fear and distract the masses since the silver screen. You know what I'm saying? Way, way back in the day. And it's just like, for some reason, people uh, either socially or psychologically, they rather just go with the masses, even though they might have their own views and they might know that's not the right choice. You know what I'm saying? But you have people that's being distracted by the fact that, you know what I'm saying, yeah, you know, some black people said, oh, you know, uh, you know, it's monsters out there or whatever, looting and, you know, they, uh, they're hoodlums, they're, uh, you know, uh, animals or whatever. But, who gave them the guns? Who made it so easy? Because it wasn't that easy back in the day. Well, better yet. You know? What do you expect them to do? I mean, yeah. at this time, yeah. in the world, you know? Because, well, I mean, th think about it, with this coronavirus, right? People are all judging uh, 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 Maduro because he's like, screw it. I'm going to let them all go outside and, you know, herd, herd immunity. But when you're looking at a poor country like Brazil and you have people who are pickpockets. Yeah. Pickpockets don't get an unemployment check. Yeah. They need tourists. Yeah. They need people outside in order to be able to eat. When you have stuff like prostitutes right. their children need to eat too yeah. he don't what he was trying to avoid is a bunch of favelas full of dead people because they don't starve to death right it was like he was he had, was left with, with that option with you know? no other he had he had no other option yeah i gotta let these people outside i gotta let them outside so they can survive a lot of these people were fishing for their own food you see what i'm saying yeah. Hunting for their own food, hustling for their own food. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they can't make it, they can't eat it. So what else could he do? The entire world's looking down on him. Yeah. But you know what? Look at the entire world. Let me let me let me put you. You know what I'm saying? In in, in the mind of this too. You know what I'm saying? One of my thoughts of it is is like. Blacks or African American, however you chop it up or whatever, uh, it's in our blood, you know, to where we, you know, have it in us. We was made or we lived, you know what I'm saying, at one point to where we went out and hunted and gathered for our own food, provided for ourselves or whatever, worked our lands. We, you know, we reigned a lot to be, you know what I'm saying, and when being taken from that environment 
you know what I'm saying, to a stolen man or whatever, you know what I'm saying, and forced to be under control of somebody and forced to believe in a religion that was not of our own. Um, it was like being taken out of our habitat or domain or do domain or whatever. I might have a lack of words. But um, I think it may be the cause of the, you know what I'm saying, the, the rage against, you know what I'm saying, the system or whatever. You think about it, even then, we were stolen, we was enslaved. Um, we, was, we was torn down in the mind in different ways in order for them to have control over us and whatnot and keep us from what they wanted to keep us from, right? So they separated our families. They separated the man from the mother and child or whatever to divide the family and create that weakness. Like, you know, you, you broke up the strength or whatever, that unity or whatever. Then once that didn't prolong, you know what I'm saying, to where slaves was free, you look them in it welfare with the Jim Crow laws because it was just like you only had so much room, you know what I'm saying, to wiggle in. So if you had to lean on welfare due to the room, you know what I'm saying, that they constricting you in or whatever, you know what I'm saying, then you couldn't have a man, male figure in that household, you know what I'm saying, and draw that welfare. Then after that kind of played out, you implemented the certain rules about child support that kept continue splitting up the families. Even um, the stress of poverty is a play on the mind to where it'll cause the relationships in the household to deteriorate. Yeah, most definitely. So, with that being said, it's like they done strategically broke us. And now my, my issue is, my emotional distress about it is, now it's like they worked so hard then to keep us down even though they was the ones that was inferior, they was the ones who actually feared us, our, our physical stature and our knowledge, you know what I'm saying, and our spiritual, you know what I'm saying, aspect of it. But they worked so hard then, and now it's, it's gotten to a point to where we're doing the work for them. We're killing each other. We're selling each other the drugs. We're judging each other to where people want a certain social status that that has that holds no value above the actual statues that we should be pursuing. You know what I'm saying? As far as education, prestige, you know what I'm saying? And success. Like wealth, you know what I'm saying? Even being rich at heart. Our, our moral val values are being shunned so much to the point to where you're not cool if you're not cutthroat. You're not cool if you're not mean towards your own kind or judging your own kind or shit. Petty judgmental. And it's cute now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like I say, my emotional distress towards the whole situation. That's what they want. We're doing it for. And I, and I, I don't I don't even like really look at it like fuck white people and all this shit or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's not even my focus because what matters to me the most is what we can be. You know what I'm saying? Let's back up for a second. Uh, Egyptians created my philosophies, universities, invented so much they, 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 they uh, understood astrology. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 Figured it, figured it out, you know what I'm saying, back then, without the technology of today. And uh, we we are like inventors, you know what I'm saying, of so much, you know what I'm saying. We, we built this country, you know what I'm saying. And there's so many different countries throughout the world that have African influence. My biggest question was when, when I found this out, was how do we give it up? And now it's like, how do we get it back? We're not going to get it back by being aggressive and being radical. We got to go about it strategically. We have because to, that's how they took it. They took it strategically. Yeah. You know, they took, you Play know, 
because like just like I said, in every community you have an element that are opportunistic and devious. Yeah. And looking for a leg up on the competition. Yeah. These are the people that go around looting when there's protest. Yeah. You know? Thank you. They they it's it's not just a black and a white thing, it's a it's black a, and white thing. It's a criminal. It's a good yeah. and a bad, you know, mindset. I mean, like, I, you're going to choose to do the right thing or you're going to choose to do what's best for you, even if it's the wrong thing. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to always be wrong. It's just going to be whatever's best for you. You see I, what I'm saying? I wrote in a song like one time. It was like a year ago or something. It was last year, actually, in the song. Because uh, I was having this conversation with this lady and I had told her about it. I had wrote it a couple months before. And, um... I said, there's only two races left in this world. And if you look at it, you know what I'm saying? You can take a Hispanic family. They got a crackhead. They got a shiesty motherfucker. They got a gossipy motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? They got a showboaty motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got that one person that's successful that prevails through it all. You know what I'm saying? A loving, nurturing individual. And then you can bounce from culture to culture find the same. It's it's a matter of good and evil. It's it's not about color. You know what I'm saying? It's not. But uh, it's easy to influence feeble minds. And uh, most people who are influenced by like the, you know, uh, let me see, the government, like basically people of power. You know what I'm saying? They're like, they easy, you know, they quick to be scared and believe them in what they talking about. You know, you got a lot of people like that. Like I say, it go back to the influences of the masses or whatever. It might be a few people, you know, like take this parking lot. If, you know what I'm saying, the masses, like we supposed to stay even though it's a bomb that's supposed to blow us up. You know what I'm saying? It'll be a couple of people in their cars. Like, I really think we should go. But if everybody gonna stay here, you know what I'm saying? If everybody thinking they should stay here, maybe I'm they tripping. Stay. Maybe I'm tripping. You know what I'm saying? It goes on in the world. Like, we need to start thinking for ourselves again. At the end, at the end of the day, you gotta be willing to die for something. If we, if we being killed, if we walking out our doors every day, not knowing whether we're going to be going down if we get pulled over. Or, you know, if, if somebody choose to start sniping us or whatever, and that person is prosecuted and given a lesser, you know what I'm saying, sanction for murdering you or whatnot, then why not decide, like, I really just die for fighting against that? You know what I'm saying? I, I'd rather die fighting against it. That should be everybody's, like, mindset or, like, mind frame or outlook on the shit. You know what I'm talking about? But will people be inferred or will people just, like, really figure out what matters? You know what I'm saying? That's the question. Oh, we got the answer. Talking about is like people 
thinking that they want one thing and going after it, not realizing like it's not even something you want. So you got these women running around here getting fake butts because they man like a woman with booty. And it's like, I, why you can't pull a woman that you like? Why you gotta go add something to the woman that you're saying that you with? Because you know, now if you just want two women, that's something different. <laughs> I mean, or even if you want two men, you know, that's something different. But like, I, I feel like you shouldn't have to alter yourself to be with a person like the person uh, that you are should be enough for that person for you. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't have to do nothing extra. Now, if you want to, that's cool. But, like, altering your body, like, nah, nah, nah. That's, that, I think that's taking it a bit too far. And this is why people are in relationships and not happy because you're not even with the person that you want to be with. You're with some caricature that you done made up. I mean, or you are the caricature and wondering, and this dude wondering why, like, you know, you're not like the other girls, like, that he like, you know, yeah. and it's like, because y'all not the same, none of y'all are the same, y'all just look the same. <laughs> it made me think, like, there's one song I wrote about, like, the shell of a man, and it was more so to speak about, uh, like, the fact that booze be putting on, like, portraying this persona that they, they don't actually possess. You know what I'm saying? Like, basically, being fake just to get the woman or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever intentions or whatever. But, in this instance, it's like the same thing. Like, people who go out, you know, go after people that just have the looks, those individuals that just have the looks, most times, are empty inside. Like, you take, you know what I'm saying, grade school or so, like high school and shit like that or whatever. The pretty girls didn't have no substance. You know what I'm saying? Same with the jocks. You know what I'm saying? The dudes who played the sports, who got all the chicks and shit like that. They have no substance. And I done, I done met dudes that, you know, on occasion spoke about the fact that bitches with badass bodies was trash. And I could fathom it because... They ain't got to try. Yeah. And that's the same thing with pretty boys. Like, people used to be, like, looking at me crazy because I was like, man, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, not to be know, too vulgar or whatnot, like, but ugly nigga, you know what I'm saying, to get to you, how you want them, want, cause he, guts. Yeah, cause, cause he actually, he actually learned how to please one, you know what I'm saying, he took his time or whatnot, you know, a dude that grew up like the get kid, jock or whatever, you know what I'm saying, he basically was treated like a king because of his body, because of his shell, so he didn't have to do nothing, but basically starfish, starfish bitches like bitches do. Like my sexual attraction 
before me was built off of his character, not even so much his body, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I used to think back in the day or whatever, like, it depended on what, like, a nigga, how a nigga came at me. You know what I'm saying? If he came at me like he was all thirsty or whatever, that was on the track, I'm like, I'm dry. You know what I'm talking about? But if he was smooth, if he had, actually had substance and character, he could say some some simple shit, shit simple as, I'm gonna go put you a drink in the uh, freezer, your ice cubes melt. I think it could be in the kitchen, I'll be in the bedroom, think like, I'm gonna fuck the I'm turned on, you know, somebody like, damn, you know, he just played it so cool. But like, nowadays it's, you know, it's part of this social thing, yeah, the social thing. And they think like having sex with a certain person that has a body of their sexual Something to you that you didn't want the thing to do Baby, you got your hands on me too What the fuck do you want? Bitch, she she's playing games And I ain't gon' frown She fine as hell So if there's a chance I'm about to be young I think she's a thirst trap in this song Because I brain fuck a bitch in a minute Know it <laughs> yeah, What the fuck do you want? <laughs> I think some bitches like for real yeah. so you know what I mean? Smooth groove, listening to Barry White. Got this mommy real tight, sitting in the passenger hey, seat with like red light. What's up? Like this guy. I made it for this white girl, but I kind of lost contact with her.
it's it's gonna be a boom. It's gonna it's just like uh, Harlem back in uh, what was that the 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 fifties and the forties, you know, and sixties and the seventies. Just like France back in the times of Picasso and Michelangelo. There's so much art being done because people were so oppressed, people were so downtrodden by the powers that be, right? So the only way that they could express themselves was through art. To the point where remember the Catholic Church started destroying art that they found to be secular or uh, anti-Semitic, not anti-Semitic, secular or um, vulgar to like you know going around chopping exposed penises off and covering them with olive branch uh, um, ivy leaves and you know covering exposed uh, mammary glands and vaginas and shit you know like yeah like come on really yes they started chopping them off I think this is going to be another renaissance. I think people are starting to create more and more of everything. Music, art, fashion. I mean, I mean, so many people that say somebody done bought them, somebody done made them uh, their mask. Like, hmm, that's pretty good homemade mask there. Let's roll. Let's roll. Let's roll. Let's roll. And 
explanation to no one no more. Yeah. 